Hey, I'm Clem. And I'm Krishla. And we're the Mad Marketing Mums. If you're a busy parent who feels like marketing your business online is the equivalent of walking barefoot through a field of Lego, this is the podcast for you. In every episode, we'll be talking all things content marketing with a time-saving focus. You'll get sustainable social media strategies peppered with conversations with some of our favorite marketing professionals. Our mission is to leave you empowered to make marketing decisions that work for you and your lifestyle, not an algorithm. So hit that subscribe button and let's get on with the show. Good morning, Krishla. Hello, hello. So for this episode, we're going to start it off a little bit differently because you and I had a chat about a uh, Facebook group post that I saw that was a bit of a moral dilemma for a fellow business owner who posted anonymously. But it got us to talk about pre-qualifying clients and how you can do that through your content marketing. So I'm going to read out the post for our listeners and then we'll get to chatting. So the post starts off as, warning, I am in need of some advice, please. I am working with a client to bring their online course to life. That's what I do. I don't say no to clients based on their course topic. That feels judgy. Who am I to say that topic can be turned into an online course? But this topic makes me feel a little uncomfortable. It is about sex education for women wanting to learn how to have better sex. Am I approved for feeling uncomfortable? What can I do to overcome my anxiety, fear, and awkwardness of this topic? I don't want those negative thoughts to start to impact the delivery of the service I can offer or the attitude I have towards my clients. Thank you all for your help. So. Interesting. It, it was an interesting post and the responses were very much along the lines of you need to talk to her, drop her. Assuming that this this client is is a woman, you know, we'll, we'll make these we'll we'll make the assumption that the the course client is a woman. But what it got me thinking, and I didn't notice this in any of the responses, is why did it get to this point? Yeah, and how did it get to this point? Because it's not just this case, but we like you and I have we've been through the trenches before. We have had instances of working with wrong clients. Do you have a story that you want to highlight at all, Krishla, about where I've got I've got a few. I've got a few. But they all have the same theme and the same like how we got here. And I suspect it could be similar for this person posting the Facebook group. Now, regardless of the sex education for women, whatever, we're not here to talk about that. But I think there's a few things that normally happen when you end up working with the wrong client. Sometimes it's a case of you really need the money and you kind of just work with whoever comes along. And especially at the start of your business, and this is the thing, we don't know who this person is and so we don't know where they are in their business journey. But yeah, perhaps she's found herself in a situation where she's sort of just taken someone on because of money. And there's no judgment at all. Absolutely. You've got bills to pay. But it's the case of sometimes you'll take someone and even though you can kind of hear those red flags, you know, whether it's in your discovery phone call, the email, having that communication before you even sign them, 
sometimes you ignore those red flags and you go ahead anyway because you're like, hey, I need the money, it'll be fine. And definitely in the few cases where I've had clients that, and none of them have actually been really, really terrible, but it's just not been the right fit. And so there's normally been that situation, normally money driven or ignoring red flags, like things where I'm like, oh, it's just, it's not sitting right with me. And I think in this case, it's definitely a case of her values clashing with the clients yeah um so whether or not it was a money situation there's definitely a disconnect there in terms of the values which oh it's so bad if you end up working with the wrong client right and it's bad for them and it's bad for you yeah yeah I've had I've had a few instances like that where you you start working with someone and then you realize like nope nope I have made a really bad move and it's just that much harder to get out of it um, but one that I think I, I don't want to say dodged a bullet. One that made me start changing things up on my website was I went through a discovery call after I got a lead for a potential client and the discovery call was all right. They told me their situation and that they really needed some social media help. I explained to them how I work and you know how we are a collaborative team. It's not you tell me to do something and I'm going to go and do it without any consultation or any sort of collaboration you know for example like I'm not the type like you're going to order off of Fiverr and just get the product you know I work with you and it does take time and when I sent her the recap saying we have to start with a strategy because you and I know and any marketer knows if you don't have that strategy in place it's going to hurt you in the long run and what came out from her even though I had already explained to her how I work was I understand that you need to have a strategy, but we're just looking for someone to take some photos and post them on social. She was, yeah, but the, it was the next five words that she said that really got to me. Now, she was in the grocery industry, and what she said was, after all, it's just brute. Right. So, so that's how she feels about her own business. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, if she doesn't care about it, why should anybody else? Yeah, but not not only that, but what I, th- I thought was like, if she is at that point of disrespecting the business that she's created or that she's in, I think she inherited the business. It's a family-run business. Right. That level of disrespecting that brand, what else does that say about her when she's working with other people? What does that say about anything that has to do with the business? Is she going to have that level of respect for for anything else within the business? So what happened? Did you continue working with her and, and chat? Oh, I that line and then I emailed her straight away going, you know, thanks for your feedback, blah, blah, blah. I actually don't think we're going to be the right fit for each other. Um, and I made a point of saying to her, please do not say that it's just brute. You've told me that you are a family owned business. It's been around for over three decades and has been at the forefront of a lot of aspects within groceries that are now like just everyday stuff. Like I think she was, they were one of the first grocers I was able to provide organic products in in Sydney. And well, that's a good story. Yeah, she, um, you're minimizing your own brand by saying it's just fruit. So I made a point of telling her that and just saying, 
this is the story you need to tell, but if you're not going to be in agreement and you just want someone to slap up posts on social and take a few snaps, that's not me. Yeah, there's other people that will do that 100% and that will be fine for them and it will be fine for her. That's a way better connection. Yeah. What I also heard in that story that you just told was boundaries. It's about boundaries and actually I was reminded of another client that I had. I almost forgot him because we only worked together for three days before I went, I'm out. Because I was receiving 30 text messages a day and I went, you know what, we're not the right fit. I've made a big mistake here. And the reason I had taken on that client, it wasn't a money thing. It was because they are quite the celebrity. And I got all excited and I thought, oh, I'm going to work with this person. But it did not work out at all. And because of boundaries. So I think it's bad for them because they're not getting what they're expecting. It's bad for you because whether your values aren't aligned, whether they're just a lot of hard work and you're constantly thinking about it. Like every time my phone dinged, it was just like a little stress response. Like it's like yeah. Pavlov's dog, right? But instead of salivating, like my cortisol was raising. And I was like, I know hyperventilate for five seconds. I was like, yeah. this is not good for me. This is not good for anyone, to be honest. But some people would be able to handle it more. I had a small baby at the time. I had, I was going through postnatal depression, anxiety, like it was just, yeah, it was not good for the depression or the anxiety, but also it's really reputation damaging too, because then I had to say no to him. And I had heard from another social media manager that he was saying, or talking smack about me basically. And I was like, we, it just wasn't right. We, we weren't the right people for each other. And here he was thinking I couldn't do my job. And here I was stressed out of my brain for what was a very small job, by the way. It was like the smallest, tiniest job, just doing some engagement for this person. So wow. not a lot of social media management. Yeah, that's all he needed help with. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. At least I, I think I was old enough to go, this isn't working, I'm out. Mm. Whereas if I'd been a bit younger or a bit earlier in my career, I might have kept just stewing in that paint. So bringing this all back to marketing because that's what this podcast is all about. So yes, I think we understand that when you end up working with the wrong person, it's bad for everybody all around. We spoke about this earlier. We've got a few ideas of how we can avoid this with our content. So if we think about our marketing as a whole, not just social media, but also the emails we're sending out, our website, our overall brand presence. What would be your first tip to people to avoid connecting with a bad client? So there's there's steps that you can take on your website because your website's your hub, but you can also take these steps as well on your socials. Yeah. So you and I like to reintroduce ourselves on socials, et cetera. You, your homepage kind of does that as well. Your homepage is made for people to browse. So what you can do on your website, on your homepage, as well as on your socials when you're doing this intro post is say who you serve, what you do, and who you do not serve. And I mean, make this very obvious. I put a small header of, are we the right fit? And say, you know, something along the lines of whoever the, the exact opposite of who you want to work with is, like, is it you just want somebody 
cheap or you're just looking for someone who can do this work on their own and not bother you, et cetera. And, and put at the end, go, we just might not be the right fit. Yeah. That way this person can read this and go, yep, that's me. Oh, we might not be the right fit. Done. Yes. State this, and state the same thing on your socials as well. Like when you're doing those intro posts, just go, this is me. This is who I serve. This is who I don't serve. And But don't put, please don't call me. <laughs> yeah, no DMs. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate when people put that in their profile. That's a whole nother conversation, yeah. but you need you need to accept DMs if you want to use your account. Yeah. There, there's a more polite <laughs> way to say, please leave me alone and say, we might not be the right fit. Yeah, yeah. That. And going back to your website, one thing I see a lot of businesses do is they don't include their pricing up front. I don't know if you do this on your site, Claire. I have my prices front and center for this reason as well. And if people don't have that budget, then they know right away, they don't waste their time booking a discovery call. We go through the whole process and then they say, oh, I can't afford it. Takes you a lot of time and hassle mm. having that information up front. I think this yeah. is really what it's about, right? Being super clear and setting those expectations. Yeah. And from a potential client point of view as well, you are not wasting their time if you are putting your prices on there. Yeah. Even if you don't want to, put something in your FAQs or even on your pricing page, put something up that says, hey, we're not putting our pricing because it depends it's on this, 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 this. Or a range. Yeah. Um, so I do private masterclasses. So people train their team or they want to have me come and speak to their paid membership or something like that. And I have a, a from price. But that then depends on the number of who are tuning in or what exactly they want to learn about or if they want me creating a workbook or something like that for them. Like those things all obviously add to the cost, but at least it gives them a ballpark and some some kind of starting point. Yeah. So they know right away if something's really out of their budget or if they go, oh, that's cheaper than I thought it would be. Great. I'll do this right away instead of waiting three months. Exactly. They may expect your service to be a, a lot more yeah and it's funny because if your main clients are small business owners one of the key factors into them aligning with any other business is price yeah so give them the courtesy of showing some element of your price because a you're then helping them pre-qualify you as a supplier but b also you're helping them with their time yeah it, and it builds trust i think as well to be transparent like that as well yeah. So yes, love that. Now you also have qualifying questions, don't you, on your website? Is that for when people are applying to work with you or is that even before the discovery call stage? That is even before the discovery call. So be because of that story that I told you of uh, it's just fruit lady. And then also I got a couple of discovery calls done. I'm like, I'm wasting my time. I put on there a pre-qualifying questionnaire. Now, I'm not talking two, three questions. I'm talking a page-long questionnaire that goes through, put down your TikTok profile, put your Facebook profile, your website, you know, what are your goals for your business? What does success look like sort of thing? And also, how much are you willing to spend in the next three or six months? Because those are questions that you I would probably end up using in the discovery call anyway. Just get them to answer it. But the other thing is, is that we all know, well, us marketers know from a digital point of view, the more questions you put on a contact form, the less likely someone's going to go and fill it out and finish them. 
Yeah. Someone who really wants to work with you is going to fill all of them out. Yeah. And is going to help you in the long run. And even that would end up helping you going, yes, I'll take that discovery caller. Nope. No, thank you. And then you could have a template in an email, you know, politely turning them down, suggesting other avenues that they might want to go down, that sort of thing. It ends up helping you and saving your time as well as showing to someone that you might not be the right fit or you might be the perfect fit. Mm, interesting. Let's just backtrack a little. Before people even get to your website, we can be doing things through our content that is going to help them decide, are we the right fit? Is this going to work? So one thing that I really like to do with my content, and I hope I do this and let me know anybody who's listening, but I really like to show my style of coaching. So if you're after like woo-woo, like gentle parenting, <laughs> if we're going to give it a, a parent analogy, but that kind of manifest yourself, whatever, I don't even know the right terms, right? If you're after that, I am not the person for you. If you like a little bit of tough love, you know, I'm more of a tiger mum, right? <laughs> a kind a kind tiger mum. But if, if you're after that kind of direct, to the point, really practical advice, then I'm the person for you. And that's what I like to articulate through my content. That's how I show up and speak to people so that I can find people who want that. Because some people really want that whole manifesting stuff. Cool. If you want that, there are heaps of coaches that do that. And by all means, go to them. You've got to have a great experience. And it's got to be a great experience for both of you. This is about being authentic, in inverted commas, authentic online, so that people can make that decision about whether or not you're going to be a good fit. And you avoid all those horrible headaches that we spoke about earlier when you don't have that right fit client. Now there's the last, I guess, little tip that we have is something that it does a lot of heavy lifting. And that's one thing is some of this content that, you know, we tell you to show in order to show your clout is client testimonials and, and the results that you show. Not only is that going to help people con convince them to work with you, it also shows to them the type of businesses and the type of people that you work with as well. I think like with with client testimonials, especially if they're very clear on like who they are, what type of business they run, and they go, if you get a nice meaty testimonial, it does show way more than just Clem or Krishla knows their stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're an amazing Instagram coach. It shows- We got results by doing this. Yes. And here's the way that we did it. And that will really speak to some people and it will turn the wrong people off. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then like some of the results, you know, like I know some of our Facebook ad strategist friends, for example, they'll show like graphs of saying, these are the results we got, you know, with, um, you know, just spending this much money per day. But then they'll, they'll, they'll explain like, oh, well, we've done this ads campaign for about a month and this. The ones that are really listening will then be able to go, right, so they actually spent a few hundred, maybe a few thousand dollars in a month on ads. This person isn't cheap. Yeah. You know, so. I'm going to have to invest to get these results. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So you could definitely show that kind of stuff and get your clients to pre-qualify for other clients, as well as showing that you know your stuff, your socials, and throughout any of your content on your website, for sure. So it boils down to 
one key thing, and that's expectation setting. Yeah. Isn't it? And that's what, I guess that's what all of this, if we were to bundle it all up and give it a title, it's about setting those expectations through your content, on your website, through that whole discovery call qualifying process so that there aren't any nasty surprises for anybody. Or, yeah, or even so much as so you take the discovery calls that you really want to take versus taking them all and trying to figure out whether you do want to work with them or wasting your time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to sum it up, to set expectations um, from the get-go in your content, be very clear and state what you do, who you serve, who you do not serve, Get putting qualifying questions on any of your contact forms, articulate your values through your content, show who you work with, get your clients to not only uplift you and show how an amazing person you are to work with, but then also to show this is the type of client that this person works with. Show your pricing on your website and share your style. So like what you do is, you know, the tough love. I don't want to call you a tiger mom, Krishla, because I don't think you are. <laughs> you are. You are very much a tough love person. You I say that I offer kindly butt kicking. Yes. <laughs> my, that's my approach. I will ask you to do things that you may feel uncomfortable with, but not things that I wouldn't do myself. So when, for example, going through my group programs, I'll often set tasks for my students and I will do it with them and show them that I'm there with them. I'm going live with one of my students this Thursday. It's her first ever Instagram live, which is really exciting. Ooh. So I'm like, I'll come do it with you. I'll help you. The audience and my audience are quite aligned. She's a podcast VA. And so we're going to talk about the benefits of podcasting for your business. So it makes sense for her to, to go live with me. But even if it didn't make sense, I'd be happy to jump on with my students and do it with them. So in the trenches with them to show them actually things are easier than you have been overthinking them to be, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's exactly it. Showing your value, showing who you are is going to make all the difference. And I'd be interested checking back on that Facebook group and see what happens. I'd maybe ask like that person, so what happened? Did you decide to work with them to hear the outcome of that? I'll, I'll search for it. And if I can find what has happened, I will definitely let you know. So if this is something that you feel like you need to do within your business, but you have absolutely no idea if you are or how to really execute it. One of our offerings, our Account audits might actually help you because this is kind of something that we would embed within auditing your accounts. What we would do is actually send you a Google Doc as well as a video auditing your Instagram and your TikTok accounts, not based on data and stats and all that stuff, but really based on are you showing up and showing who you are and who you serve and who you are the right fit for within your content as well as giving you other ideas on what you can do in your content to really bring people into your community so if you are interested in doing an account audit to help you pre-qualify your clients through your content um, definitely send us a message on instagram or tiktok or even send us an email at hello at madmarketingmoms.com the price because obviously we've just spoken about posting prices the introductory price is 99 bucks, and you get pretty much get two experts for the price of one or two strategists for the price of one. So definitely worth checking out if you kind of are in a bit of a limbo as to what to do and how to get that pre-qualification content. If you like our style, if you align with our values, we would love to work with you. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, anyway, short and sweet episode this week, and we'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye. So thanks for tuning in this week. If you loved what you heard, please leave us a review. Reviews help other busy and overwhelmed business parents find our podcasts and learn a bunch of new stuff. So also don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Till next time.